Good morning. It's good to see everybody today. Glad you're in God's house to worship. Let's all stand and begin by singing Count Your Blessings. good to us amen god's so good to us this next song that we're going to be singing is breaking open the christmas season the first noel so let's let's begin singing those christmas carols For all 
sehen. Then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord who hath made heaven and earth of naught and with his blood man can't hope all. If we have nothing else to praise him for than the fact that he made heaven and earth out of nothing and bought, his with, bought us with his blood, then that's all we need, right? Um, that's all we have to be thankful for this holiday season. Our November verse is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I pray that as we head into this Christmas season that you feel that peace this morning. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for this day, God. We thank you for this church. We thank you for these people, God. And, and we thank you that you made heaven and earth out of nothing, God. And we thank you that you bought us with the blood of your son. And God, I pray that you'll help us to never get over that, that you'll help us to never take that for granted, and that you'll help us to remember that on days that we feel like we have nothing to be thankful for, we have that, and that's enough, God. I pray that during this holiday season that we'll feel your rest, that we'll feel your peace, God, that we'll wrap it around us like a blanket and just rest in it, God, and know that you're enough. God, just be with us next hour of service. Be with Hallie and the musicians as they lead us in praise and worship, God, and I Put everything on our hearts and minds aside, God, and focus on you, God. And I pray that you'll hide Justin behind your cross, God, that we'll hear um, from your word, God, and um, that you'll just be here with us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This next song we're going to sing, Faithful Now. We sang it uh, back a few months ago. It was the song of the month, and we really got to know it. Uh, this, the theme of this song is, is about God's faithfulness to us. <laughs> Reminding us of how faithful he's been in the past, how faithful he is to us every day, and, and that reassuring us, giving us that encouragement to know that he will be faithful to us in the future. With us coming up on Christmas, you know, the birth of Jesus was foretold by the prophets long, long ago. I think there's 300 and something prophecies that came true through Jesus. And we're talking about a span of over 400 years when the prophets were silent before Jesus was born. And think about that. You know, we're, we're, we talked about it in Sunday school. We're so um, um, neat. We're, we need instant gratification so much. We're so dependent on that. But God is a God of waiting. God is a God of patience. And that should be a mark of a Christian, being patient. And, and waiting for God to move and work. Um, so this next song is we stand it together and we sing it faithful now I pray that you're reminded that God is always going to be faithful to us
sun comes up, it's a new day dawn. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, and worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my soul, I worship This time, would the kids come forward? They're going to go to Children's Church. <clears throat> We're going to worship with one more song. This is this song has always been a favorite of mine. Great are you, Lord. It's a very simple song. There's not a lot of words to it. Super easy to learn. But the message of this song, um, really the chorus of it, 
It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Um, you know, seeing this this morning as, as we came in and we practiced, um, what really came to mind is just just the, the, the world. Um, and in this way, that we, whether we, we, we want to recognize it or not, we praise a lot of things in this world. And uh, God deserves so much more than what we give to the world, the worldly things that we praise. And, and a picture came to mind, and I saw it on, on social media, but it was this, I don't know if it was, I couldn't tell there's so much snow on this guy sitting in a stadium, a football stadium, and it said something along the lines of, if we can do this on Sunday, then we can show up to church on Sunday. But you know, seeing the song, it made me remember that, that all those things that we praise, and we're all guilty of it, whether it be sports or it be you know, TV or games or golf or whatever it may be. We spend so much time and energy devoting to those things. Um, if we took that energy and we, and we gave it to God, all Christians around the world, think of how great this world would be. It just blows my mind. So let's sing, Great Are You, Lord. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. And It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. And In our love. 
Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. We'll begin reading together in verse 16 in just a moment. Colossians chapter 3. Thank you so very much for being here this morning as we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I pray and I trust that you had a wonderful time enjoying family and friends over this Thanksgiving season, spending some time thanking the good Lord for the many blessings he has bestowed upon us all. I had a friend that every time you would ask him how he was doing, he would respond, better than I deserve. Every single time. And I think that's true of all of us this morning. That by God's amazing grace, we are a blessed people and we give him thanks. One of the ways that we express our gratitude to the Lord 
is with singing. You guys did an amazing job singing this morning. I love to hear you sing, and I love our praise team, and uh, man, Elijah, away for family Thanksgiving, but our entire praise team, I love hearing them each and every week. They do an amazing job of prayerfully considering how to lead us in worship every week, and it is such a joy to sing with you every week praises to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, the Bible tells us it is a way that we express our gratitude to God with singing and giving Him thanks. So this morning, as we turn our hearts and our minds to Scripture, I want us to notice in Scripture a command that God, our Heavenly Father, gives us, and that is the command to sing. Over 50 times in Scripture, God, our Heavenly Father, commands us to sing unto Him, to give Him glory, to give Him praise, to give Him thanks. And the command that He gives to us is a command for not when we feel like it, not if we have a good voice and we sound good when we sing to sing, not if we like the music or the certain song that we're singing, but it is a command by God for us as His people to sing for His glory. Psalm 100 puts it this way, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Over and over again in Scripture, God, our Heavenly Father, calls us and commands us as His people to sing. This morning, what I want you to see just for a few minutes, for minutes um, is this is one of God's love languages. Husbands and wives, we have love languages. That's the way that we enjoy to be loved. Um, my wife, one of her love languages, affirmation, of affirming her and saying kind and good words to her. Um, and, and that's one of the ways that she feels loved. God, our Heavenly Father, one of His love languages is when we sing praises to His holy name when we lift up the name of Jesus, when we bring glory, honor, and praise to His holy name, that is the way He feels loved, and that is the way He is pleased with us as His people. When we gather together as God's people and we sing praise to Him, this pleases the Lord. Can you remember when the temple was built in 2 Chronicles? And the people gathered inside of the temple, and they began to sing unto the Lord. And what it says is, their singing pleased the Lord, and the glory, His glory, filled the temple. It filled the temple. Singing is a way to please the Lord, for singing is a way to honor Him. Singing is a way to bring Him glory. But get this, it's not only for His glory, but singing is for our joy. Singing is for our joy. Singing has a joyful effect and impact upon us as His people. It's scientifically proven that when you sing, it releases endorphins that flood our bodies, that we experience joy when we sing. 
Think for a moment, have you ever known someone to be angry and sing? Not so much, right? We're more so known. If someone comes in humming and whistling and singing a song, a lot of times we say, well, you're in a good mood, right? You don't say, well, you must be angry. No, right? It's the opposite effect that singing, humming, and songs have on us. I've, it, it has the opposite emotion. Can you remember the song, a Christian song that says, I sing because? One of the lines that says, I sing because I'm happy. <laughs> Singing and joy goes hand in hand. God created music and singing for our enjoyment, for His glory, and so that we can be filled with joy. So I want you to have that kind of in your minds, in your hearts, as we look at our text together this morning. Colossians 3, verse 16, if you'll stand to your feet. This is the Word of God. Paul is the author. He's writing this letter to remind the people that Christ is preeminent. And what he's trying to tell them, that Christ plus nothing equals salvation. It's not Christ plus works salvation. It's not Christ plus baptism, baptism equals salvation. It's not Christ plus knowledge equals salvation. He's saying Christ plus nothing is salvation. That's what he's trying to share with them. And he's saying, once you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of life, you put off the old man and you put on the new man. And this is what it looks like to live under the power of the Spirit of God. Verse 16, it says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise your most holy name this morning. We pray by the power of your Spirit that you'll speak to our hearts and our lives, that your word may dwell in our hearts richly, and that you'll get the glory you deserve. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There is two, particular, or two things in general I want you to see in our text this morning. The first thing I want you to see is singing helps us to remember. Singing is a way to remember things that God has done for us, that God is a faithful God, and that He always will be a faithful God. Like, singing is a reminder of who Christ is, what He has done, and what He promises to do in the days going forward. Notice in our text, it begins by saying, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That is, let the word of God dwell in you such a way that you know it and that you live it. You know and you've read the word of God so much that it's a part of who you are and it's how you live. It's the opposite of a shallow and surface level understanding of Scripture. It's an opposite of more than a glance. It's more than a glance or a hurried reading of Scripture. But instead, it's a dwelling or even a marinating of God's Word in our heart. 
Think about it this way. Every once in a while, um, me and my family will go to the Opry Mills Mall while we're in Nashville. Um, Opry Mills Mall has a little bit of everything that our family somewhat enjoys. Uh, for our kids, they like the video games at Dave and Buster's, and they love to eat at Chewy's. Um, my wife, there's some different shops that she enjoys going to while they are there. But for me, what I like about Opry Mills Mall is the Cinnabon. All right, the Cinnabon store. Like, cinnamon rolls are probably my most, my most favorite sweet on planet Earth. I love cinnamon rolls. Um, all kinds of them. I love cinnamon rolls. So, and when you go to Opry Mills Mall, they have a cinnamon store, and you'll be walking, and you will smell it before you see it right? The aroma will fill the air, and it is a glorious feeling of the air, and you know you're getting close when you start smelling those most blessed cinnamon rolls. But how many of you know, when I go to Opry Mills Mall, and I go to the Cinnabon store, I'm not going just to smell it. I'm not going, that smells good, and just keep on going. I'm not going just to say, man, that looks really good. I'm not going just to do a small taste test. Can you give me a sample? Oh, that's good, and keep on going. I am going to the Cinnabon store so it will dwell richly inside of me, deep inside of me for the Cinnabon to be, and I will stuff myself full of these most glorious cinnamon rolls. They have a cup of the middle of the cinnamon rolls. Cut out, yeah, it's like an uncrustable for cinnamon rolls. You know what I'm saying? It is wonderful, glorious. It's a cup filled with only the, the middle of the cinnamon rolls, which is the most ooey-gooey, goodness, glorious things that God has ever created. And I go and get me a cup of that, and I will stuff myself so full, and then I'm about to throw up because I ate so, it is so good. That's kind of like what Paul's talking about here with the Word of God, all right? That we would fill ourselves, that we would, the Word of God would dwell deeply inside of us, that it overflows out of us, through us, and to others around us. That's for the Word of God to dwell in us richly is not for us just to glance at the Word of God, not just to say the Word of God is good, but for the Word of God to marinate in our soul so much that it impacts the way that we live our life. It changes the way we live our life. For the Word of God to marinate in our souls so much that it changes the way, and one of the ways that it will change our life, one of the ways that we can marinate on God's Word is ultimately by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs about God and His Word and His faithfulness. Isn't it amazing we will struggle to memorize one single verse in Scripture, but we can remember a song that we haven't sung for 20 years. It just immediately comes back. How in the world do you remember? Isn't it amazing how songs and, and music, put lyrics to music, put, helps us to remember some, uh, some things that we have a hard time remembering? Deuteronomy chapter 31. Can you remember, this is when God is allowing his people to enter into the promised land. And he comes to Moses and says, but you're not going to lead them in. It's going to be Joshua. But before you lead them into the promised land, I want you to teach them a song. 
And the song that he was teaching them was about the deliverance of God's people from Pharaoh out of the wilderness, in, out of the wilderness into the promised land that he has promised them. And he's teaching them a song that they may never forget the deliverance of God's people. He wanted them to teach a song because a song was a way for them to remember when we sing today, it's a way for us to remember God. It's a way for us to remember His faithfulness. It's a way for us to remember His love. That He loved us so deeply that when we were in our sin and we were re rebellious against a holy, righteous, perfect God, that He loved us so much He wasn't willing to leave us in our sinfulness. But instead, He sent His one and only perfect and righteous Son, Jesus, to live the life that we could not live, to die the death that we deserve to die on the cross of Calvary for our sin. He was placed in the borrowed tomb, but then on the third day, he, he, he was raised victoriously over sin, over death, over Satan, so that now any man, woman, boy, or girl who will confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, he shall be saved. When we sing, we're remembering about the gospel of Jesus Christ that makes a way of salvation for all of those who call upon the name of the Lord. It's amazing how songs allows things to stick into our heads that we'll never forget. Has everyone, anyone ever mentioned a song to you before that like then it got stuck in your head for the rest of the day? For instance, the song Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. You're welcome. You're welcome. Rest of the day. Or maybe the song Feliz Navidad. Rest of the day, you're going to come singing it. You're welcome. Or maybe a jingle, a marketing jingle. Like... Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Or can you remember the oldie but a goodie? My baloney has a first name. What is it? How long has it been since you've heard that? Do you know my baloney has a second name? That's it? How long has it been since that's been out? Y'all know it by heart. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. What a relief it is. Well, in a way... When we sing songs to God, it helps us to remember the faithfulness of God and for His Word to dwell in us supremely, richly, and impact the way that we live our Christian life. I can remember when I was a kid and I was at my great-grandmother's bedside and it was right before she uh, passed away and me and my family we were gathered in her room she was about to pass away and I can remember my family singing amazing grace there at her bedside the song in the moment had an impact on my life that I'll never forget I can remember in 1994 I was at Promise Keepers with my dad at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis with 50,000 men at an event called Promise Keeper when 50,000 men were gathering together and they sang Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And it was something that impacted me in my life that I'll never forget. I can remember when me and Kendra had gotten married and my grandmother was in the hospital at Lourdes and we was in the ICU and ultimately it was a time we knew she wasn't going to make us and we were gathered together in that Lourdes ICU waiting room and we were singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. 
I'll never forget the, the music and the song and the truth of God's Word made an impact on me in that moment. I'll never forget the time when the Cruz family was killed in an automobile accident. And we gathered as God's people in this sanctuary, in this place, the night after they were killed. And we sang, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. And then a year later, we gathered together in this sanctuary. And we remembered the family that was killed. And we planted a tree in the memory of their life. And I can remember we gathered around that tree. And it was dark. And it was cold. And it was spitting snow or rain or mist. And then you could... See the breath that was coming out of your mouth that it was so cold. And we gathered again and we sang, Lord, I need you. Oh, how I need you, Lord. Songs has a way to have impact on our life. And in that moment, it can remind us of the truth of God, the gospel of God, of Jesus Christ, the faithfulness of God and his great love for his people. Singing helps us. To remember what God has done, who he is, and what he promises to do. But not only that, look at the middle of verse 16 where it says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all. And then it says, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts. Notice this, how it talks about this is what the new man looks like. That he, he sings. The new man sings. Sometimes as men, we struggle with singing because we think it's girly. We think you're a sissy if you sing. Do you remember King David? King David as a boy was killing bears and lions. Do you remember King David as a teenager was killing Goliath, a giant? Do you remember King David as a man that was a mighty warrior that killed many and many men for ultimately God's glory and for God's people and the deliverance and the preservation of God's people? There is no more manlier person on planet earth than King David. And a ton of the Psalms is with King David singing unto the Lord. It's not about being a sissy. It's not about being a girl. It's about singing praises to God, our Heavenly Father. But look here. Notice how it says, admonishing one another. What we get is first and foremost, it helps us to remember. But secondly, it's not just for us. When we sing, it's not just for us. It's for one another. Singing has a horizontal impact with the Spirit of God on those who gather together in this place. You're not just singing for you. You're singing for others who are in this place who are come together for God's glory. Singing is not just for you, but it's an encouragement for one another. Get this, and this is where it really hits home. You are singing, not just for yourself, but you're singing for that brother and that sister beside you who can't sing because they're so deeply hurt in that moment that they can't even hum. That they're hurting deeply because of sorrow that is inside there. They're absolutely heartbroken. And they can't sing. They can't even utter words in that moment. But you're singing on their behalf to remind them of God's faithfulness and God's joy. And God has got this. Like when we sing together, it's for our brother Jack, who lost his wife of 63 years. And there's times where he hurts so much that he can't utter the words. But we're singing to help remind him about the joy that is coming tomorrow. Our brother Franklin, when he lost his wife, when we sing to remind him of the joy that is coming. 
our sister Kathy, that we sing to remind her of the joy that is promised. That we remind her about God's goodness, about God's faithfulness, about God's joy. And we come together to sing, not just on our behalf, for ourselves, for God's glory, but for one another. Horizontally, we are encouraging one another, building one another by the truth of God's word that we sing together when we come into this place. Singing is more powerful than you could ever imagine. Number two, and we'll move quickly. Singing helps us to respond. First, it helps, us to, it's a, it helps us to remember God's word, God's truth, God's faithfulness. It is an encouragement for our brothers and sisters who are in this place. But it also helps us to respond to God. So ultimately, singing is for one another, and singing is for God. Singing is for God. Notice that second part of that passage we read there. Uh, singing spiritual with what? With grace in your hearts. Who? To the Lord. Not only does it help one another to remember the things of God and the Word of God, it helps us to respond to God and His Word. Singing is a combination between doctrine and devotion. Singing is a combination between our head knowledge and our heart understanding. It stirs up our affection for God and it helps us to respond to Him for singing is different than just a declaration. Singing is declaring the eternal truths and promises of God in unity with His people. When we sing, it gives us a glimpse of heaven and that which is to come. We learn in Scripture where God's people will gather together and they will declare in unity with singing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. They're going to gather together and they're going to sing, Holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Now, when we get to heaven, we're going to do more than just sing, but singing is going to be a significant part of God's people as we gather together in a place called heaven. And so now, when we gather into God's house and we come together and we sing, it gives us a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. It might be an imperfect glimpse, but no matter, it is a glimpse of what heaven will be like for God's people. When we gather here on this earth, it's a glimpse of what is to come. And so for the command, so get this, the command of God for us to sing is an invitation from God for our joy in His glory. That's what singing, we're singing for our joy in His glory. It deepens our relationship with Him. It deepens our relationship with one another. It has a horizontal impact and a vertical impact. Singing and praying are some of the most powerful things we can do together as God's people when we come together. When we meet, we must pray. When we meet, we must open God's Word. And when we meet, we must sing. We must sing together. Get this, God loves your voice. You may think, well, I've got a horrible voice. I can't sing. God gave you that voice, and He loves to hear it. God gave you the voice that you have for you to sing and sing praises to His name. And we are commanded to sing praises to His name. This is the commandment of God to His people, and it's amazing how much better we sing when we all sing. You sound so much better when we all sing. When we all join together, and I love it when you do that because then I can't hear myself sing. 
And it sounds so much better when I can't hear myself sing, I promise you that. Miss Terry will tell you that. It sounds so much better when she can't hear me from the front row singing into her ear. We sing better when we sing together. And it is a command of God's people for us to sing. And we must be obedient to him and his word. And get this, this morning, remember in James where it says, do not be a hearer only of God's word, but what? Be a doer. So we've heard the command to sing, and now we want to obey the command that he's given us. I want to ask Howie to come, and we're going to join together and sing in a moment. And I'm going to ask you to obey the command. I'm going to ask you at this time if you'll stand to your feet. We're going to sing a song called, It Is Well With My Soul. And this morning, I'm going to ask you to sing out loud. Not worry about who's on your right, who's on your left, what you sound like. I want to ask you to sing praises to God, praises for His faithfulness, praises for what He's going to do. Don't worry about being off key, on key, or around the keys, but instead sing to the Lord and be reminded of who He is, what He has done, and what He promises in the days coming forward. Sing for those who are unable to sing, and sing to bring glory to Him. So, Howie, if you will lead us now, and it is well. Oh, 
so much for sharing this morning in song and I do want to say or that you guys did a wonderful job singing this morning even before I shared from God's word please know that this word that God has laid on my heart is not saying we're not doing a good job at this it was a reminder it was a reset of God's word and God's call to us and maybe it was just a, a reminder for me in general of why we sing and how important our singing really is because I did pay attention in particular this morning before I came in. You guys did a wonderful job. So thank you for being willing to sing and being a people that sing. And don't ever forget the importance of it and what it means to those around us. There was a podcast um, that came out a few years ago. And it was atheists that were from England that came over to the States. And they went to some of these mega churches to see what this was. Why does people do this? And that was the thing that blew their mind the most. They said, it looks like intelligent people are gathering and they're singing. And they could not understand why they were gathering to sing. And like it blew their minds. Your singing is bigger witness than you could ever imagine. And may we never forget the importance of singing praises to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've got a, what we're going to do at this time is I'm going to lead us in an invitational prayer 
kind of like we've been doing it up here the last couple of weeks, but you're just going to stay right where you are, and I'm going to pray and pray over you, and then I'll have some announcements, and we'll just be dismissed. But let us, as God's people, pray to the Lord this morning. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house with this, your people. Lord, we thank you for your word and its call. We thank you for your word and its command. And Lord, I pray by the power of your spirit that you help us to obey your word. God, I thank you for this people at Rosebar Baptist Church, their willingness to obey you, their willingness to sing praises unto your name. What a joy it is every week to gather in your house to sing praises to your name. Lord, help us to be a witness as we praise. Help us to encourage one another as we sing to your most holy name. And Lord, I thank you for the filling of your spirit this morning. God, we do want to lift up the brothers and sisters who are here this morning that are hurting in ways that we cannot even imagine. Lord, you know the needs that are on every single heart. Lord, you know the health concerns, the diagnosis, the procedures, the sickness. Lord, you know every decision that needs to be made and every uncertainty and doubt that they're dealing with. Lord, you know the family issues that are going on. Lord, I lift each and every need up to you. And Lord, I pray that you, by the power of your spirit, that you anoint them from the, head of, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that they may be filled with your spirit, with your joy. Lord, that you would direct them, that you would lead them, that you would guide them. Lord, we, we pray specifically for those who are having procedures and will have procedures. We pray for the doctors and nurses that will care for them, minister to them. Lord, we pray for their recovery and the days going forward. Lord, we pray for those who are hurting, that are experiencing their first holidays without their loved ones. God, I pray that you wrap them with your love, your mercy, and your grace. May they be comforted with your peace that you and you alone give. And Lord, I pray for us at Rosebar Baptist Church. Help us to obey your word and your call that you have given us. And may we be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we repent in the ways that we've failed, in the ways where we've messed up, and we strive to please you, to obey you, and follow you. For it's in the most powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your attention this morning, um, for your attendance in God's house. i got a few announcements for you, and then we'll be dismissed. But just a reminder that today from 2 to 4 p.m. in a fellowship hall, have a baby shower for Barry Haley Herndon, a baby girl. And so we're going to celebrate with them, and that is today from 2 to 4. And then tomorrow, we have an anniversary for Chris and Tracy Skates. Uh, thank you guys for your love for each other and your love for the Lord, your faithfulness to Him and how He has been faithful to you. Next Sunday morning, we are going to have the Lord's Supper as well, so you can prepare your hearts and be prepared to do that next Sunday morning in the, in the worship hour is when we'll do that. And then also, we have a on December the 1st, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Reedland Elementary School, we're going to be handing out some glow sticks, something similar to what we did at our trunk or treat. Um, if you would be willing to do that, able to do that, please let me know. Probably need four to six of you be willing to be there to hand those out and help some of the kids. We'll hand out glow sticks to kids uh, under our tent at Reedland Elementary School. Um, so if you can help and would like to, please see me. And then on December the 11th, just a heads up, we're going to have our annual business meeting with our budget um, and our nominations of our elders, deacon and deacon partners coming up. So December the 11th at 930, there will be no Sunday school for our adults. We're going to have a condensed class for our kids 
and it's going to be in the fellowship hall, and we're going to provide donuts and coffee and things like that. So that'll be in our fellowship hall at 9.30, and then our worship service at 10.30. I've also, it'll be in the bulletin coming up, but I've had several of you asking about Christmas this year. Christmas is on a Sunday, December 25th. Our plan there, it'll be no Sunday school and one worship at 10.30 for everybody here in the sanctuary. Um, but if you have any questions about those things, please let me know. I think that's all the information I have for you uh, at this time. But Michael is going to come and share a word with you. Hey, I'll put him on the green mic, Jordan, if that'll work. Amen. So good to see these children. Thank you. Uh -huh. Well, whenever we have to make an announcement, we have to bring everybody with us. So, but, uh, so the kids are in here. You don't have to go upstairs and get them now. That's kind of convenient, right? But uh, no, Beth and I, we wanted to kind of get up here. We wanted to share something with you. And we want to start out by saying thank you so much for the love you have showed us over this past few weeks. With Beth, just going through everything she's gone through, you guys brought food, you, you sent gift cards, you uh, greeting cards, and phone calls and text and all that and and it was just wonderful the love that you showed us and we uh, our church family means the world to us so we're just so grateful for you guys and she's doing better as you can see she still has a little ways to go on some other things but uh, she's doing good God was good to her but uh, we also want to come to you sharing something else with you God's been working with me over the past several months and when God works, Satan works. And we see that by all the things that's happened uh, with, uh, with our family over the last few months. But uh, over the last few months, I've been in talking with East Baptist Church. And they've call, extended a call for me to come and do a trial sermon on December the 18th to be their next pastor. Then they will vote on January the 1st on whether or not they will call us to be their pastor or not. So we want to let you guys know they're announcing it at their church today. This is an exciting thing, but it's also a, a very bittersweet as well. But uh, we covet your prayers that God's will be done throughout all this. So we just wanted to share that with you today. We're so thankful for Michael and Beth and the ministry they have provided here at Rosebier for Beth since birth <laughs> and Michael for the last 30 some odd years here serving in many capacities in many realms and we do a yearly evaluation with our staff every year. I, it was on my survey to talk with Michael but I didn't say it and my question was Michael, are you called to be a pastor? Because I could see it in him. But I was too afraid to ask him because I knew what that meant, that we would lose him if that's what it was. And I didn't ask him at the time. And so when he came to me and shared with me, I knew God's call on his life, and I could see it in his life. It's so evident 
but at the same time, it's so hard for us, right? Uh, losing Michael and Beth and what they mean for us at Rosebire and our children's ministry and so many other areas of ministry at Rosebire. Um, it's hard to even think and fathom, but that's exactly what God does. He uses his people and he raises them up and he uses them for his glory in the greatest way. And as much as it hurts me and I can't even fathom seeing them go and not be here and to do the things that they do, I do know God will be glorified and we give praise and honor and glory to God. So Michael and Beth, would you mind standing just right down here? I'll ask the elders of the church, would you come by and we're going to maybe close our time together praying over Michael. And one more, kids, would y'all come forward and get around Miss Michael and Beth? Is that okay? We're going to pray over Miss Michael and Beth. And we'd like for y'all to be a part of that too, if that's okay. Just kind of get where you're close to them. Is that okay? Mike, if you'll start our time of prayer, um, and Neil, you continue, and I'll close us out. And you stand to your feet, and will y'all join us as we pray? mean to us and our church family Lord and we're, we're praying that your will would be done in their lives that they would help glorify you in, in everything God and that want to give you praise for that we know that your will will be done in their lives Lord and that's what we're praying we're praying for your will to be done Michael, the direction he needs to go, and thank you so much for that he just, he leads a life that we all need to lead as Christians, Lord, and we thank you for him and what they have meant to our church, and we just once again ask that you would be with him as he comes to word at this, that he would say the words, and that it would be your will done, Lord. Be their pastor, Lord, that we know you will be glorified in so many lives. Thank you for everything you've done for us and you've done for us. In, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we are so thankful for Michael. What a privilege and honor to have him to serve with him side by side for the last 34 and 35 years. Thank you for his devotion to Bear, to Oakland, and, and all that they mean. And what they've done for our children. just pray that you continue to bless us as we share in that peace offering, not to lose them, but just to move them on so that we can worship and, and, and work together and minister together. And they're excited about how to do it, that they can administer that. If it is your will, we will give you the praise and honor for it as partners in Christ, not as losers coming together. So thankful for Michael. We uh, love and respect him. And again, we're very worship-worthy. We pray you be with him, be with his family be with him. Thank you for sending us the leadership of Brother Justin. And now we know we can see a lot of different things in the last 15 years, but you've always got us led. And we want to praise you today for what you want to do for us in the future and what you want to do in the future for Michael Bass and his project and all the ministry there. In 
Yes, Lord, what an absolute joy and honor it has been to serve with Beth and Michael. And Lord, I just thank you for their heart. Lord, we knew from day one that their heart was right and their heart loved you and loved this church dearly and deeply. And that was made evident in the way they lived their lives, the way they served, the way they led. God, we're so thankful for being able to serve alongside them, God. And I just pray your richest blessing upon me, uh, upon them and your call. I, make, I pray that you make everything abundantly clear, that you would direct and guide them in the most powerful way, God, that we look back and say it was only God who could have done this. And, Lord, we just pray your blessings upon them. Lord, I pray as a church we are encouragement to them and be there to help them in any way they possibly need, Lord Jesus. And we pray for East Baptist. And, Lord, we pray for Rosebar. And, Lord, I pray that you use both of us for your glory, for your kingdom to be advanced, God. And, Lord, we just are vessels in your hand and ask you to use us in any way that you've called us to, God. And help us to say yes to your call. It's not easy. But, Lord Jesus, help us to be faithful to you because you've always been faithful to us. For it's in the most powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. All right, kiddos, if you'll sit just right here, moms and dads, you can kind of come down and get them. Uh, but thank you guys for being here Wednesday night, uh, 1 at 6.30. And then adult Bible study, 6.45.